I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So please, no flash photography and please unwrap your candy now. It's a night show. It's a night show. We're doing it at night. Yeah. Now, we used to do it at night mm-hmm. every week. Every week. And then, what was it, like six, seven months ago, we were like, let's stop doing that because we're tired. Well, we we, <laughs> well, we had also like done some makeup shows during the day, and we're like, why aren't we just doing this? I know. If we have time to do makeup shows during the day, we might as well just do them all during exactly. the day. Exactly. I am 25% moved into my new place. Great. Exactly 25%. Yeah. It just feels that way. It feels like a a quarter of the work is done. Mm -hmm. And this coming week, I don't have any work, so it'll be time to double down and get the rest of it done. Yeah. uh, Your kids are on vacation this week, or? They're going to Hawaii. Nice. Hawaii. Lucky. Like Moana. Hmm. I still haven't seen it. They just want to know how far they'll go. Got yeah. it. <laughs> Crushed it. Um, Moana was fine. A lot of people were saying it was like the greatest modern animated Disney musical. But that's no, what I'm hearing. That's Tangled. The answer is Tangled. If you say anything but Tangled, it's wrong. I haven't seen it yet. I have no like. I have no informed opinion. Honestly, Mother Knows Best from Tangled is so... It's just like the quintessential perfect villain song. It's like how we used to feel about poor unfortunate souls. It is, but I'm also like, I feel like they could have done much better than rhyming rhyming the words drama and mama. Oh. (laughs) I like that. I like that kitschy shit. Okay, well, okay, cool. There's (laughs) a bunch of that in Moana in this one song. There's like a crab in the movie that like is a jewel hoarder. And he has a song that really just doesn't belong in the score. Yeah. And is like super irritating like rhyme scheme. Okay. Yeah, I find it super annoying. I know it's on Netflix now, so like I think it's on my watch list. Yeah, but just, you know, whenever you're sick or something. It's one of those movies. It's don't not like don't the, tell me to get sick. I can't. No. I can't <laughs> afford to get sick right okay, now. Okay, I'm taking back that energy. I'm just saying like <laughs> it, it's not one of those that you need to like rush to see. All you right. Know? I feel that you should rush to see Coco. I do not feel that you need to rush to see Moana. I mean, I want to watch both. And between, I'm just bad at I'm just bad at watching movies. But like the two kind of Hawaiian Pacific Islander related Disney movies, like Lilo and Stitch, is so far and above excellent that Moana just like didn't hit the mark for me in see, that category either. See, I'm indifferent on Lilo and Stitch. How so? When was the I last just, time you saw it? I mean, I saw it like a long time ago, like around when it first came out. It's a worth a rewatch. It came yeah. out in what, like 2001, 2002? Early, yeah, we early on. We were still, yeah, we were still living in our old Virginia house. So it had to be somewhere post 9-11, pre-2003. Yeah. It was, it, it's just a really excellent film. And the animation, it's all in watercolor. It's, mm. oh, it's just, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. The, the montage of Stitch dancing to Elvis songs, worth oh, it. Oh, yeah. 100% worth it. I forgot about that. And then someone well, takes th- his picture on the beach and he freaks out and eats them all. I just remember, I mean, I just remember, like, watching it on the Disney Channel or something <laughs> and being like, this is fine. The Disney Channel now has evolved into just, like, one continuous not-funny laugh track. Yeah. It's just a real well, mess over there. It's not animated shows anymore, is it? No, so animated shows are on Disney XD, mm. and then the kids shows that used to be like the Mickey Mouse, like, not the Mickey Mouse Club, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, you know that se- series? Yeah, like, yeah. That's like, now on Disney Junior. So there's Disney okay. Junior, there's Disney XD, which is, which the is like their response to like Nick and Cartoon Network. Okay. And then there's Disney Channel, which is all live action, original all right. content. Okay. Yeah. Eh, all right. They're just, they're not It's good. so different now. It just feels so different. Like, I, like if anything, I would just want to be like, where's my Kim Possible? I know. Ooh, feature film. Po- is it? Yes, they just greenlit the feature film for Kim what? Possible. It's a live action, though. But, like, but, like. Beep, 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 beep. But, like, are they going to get, like, Christy Romano? No. And, well, then it's I'm not, not interested it's anymore. It's not going to be Christy Carlson Romano and Eric, and Will Friedle. I well, almost called him Eric. <laughs> Well, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, really, that's me too. Um, speaking of Will Friedle, 
a.k.a. Eric Matthews. Yeah. Uh, the kids that I, Nanny, and I are watching Boy Meets World from the beginning. Yeah. And I thought they were going to fucking hate it because of everything they like is trash. Like, just yeah. the TV they like is just not funny. It's the same way that I feel about CBS comedies that use the laugh track instead of the live studio audience. Okay. Like, I understand the success of Mom and How I Met Your Mother because there was a live studio audience Mm -hmm. where the laugh came after the joke landed. But Uh for shows like Two Broke Girls and Mike and Molly Mm -hmm. and all these Disney Channel original TV shows, the laugh track jumps on the joke and not the button. That just sounds like bad editing, then. It's so irritating, Ian. It makes me crazy. And these kids are obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's this show on Disney XD called Phineas and Ferb, which is now canceled, but it's this animated show. Yeah, I remember when that first came it out. It is so funny. Yeah? It's so genius because there's no laugh track. They just let the jokes land. It's yeah. really clever. See, I remember, like, watching that and being like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, I mean, my I, now my whole opinion about kids' TV has just been totally torn apart by yeah. watching it with kids. Yeah. Because some things now I give a lot of allowance for. Sure. So anyway, we sit down to watch Boy Meets World, and we watch the pilot, right? Which mm-hmm. is, uh, for those that don't remember, spoilers for Boy Meets World yeah. Season 1, Episode 1, pilot. Um, Mr. Feeney assigns Corey and Sean and the rest of the class... Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. and then Corey doesn't. Corey has this whole monologue about why would someone kill themselves over some stupid girl, and he's like, and then Mr. Feeney has an incredible monologue about like love is the greatest thing in the universe. It's what brought you onto this planet. Uh huh. Right. So the girls, I nanny, are like, they hate the commercials on Hulu, and they're really upset about that. And then, no. and then they're complaining about like Mr. Feeney uses big words, and then they're complaining about. Um, you know, like, they have lots of questions about, like, Corey and his classmates, and... And they're still very young, too, right? Seven like, and ten. I okay. mean, as okay. old as we were when we watched that. Sure. And uh, and then they, they want to keep asking how these characters grow up to be on Girl Meets World. There's, like, all this drama with it. And then we get to the end of the episode, and I'm doing dishes in the other room, and I'm half expecting them to grab the remote and be like, ah, thank God it's over. Let's change yeah. the channel. And I hear, Claire... Can we watch another one? Aw. And I was like, hoo-hoo, gotcha. That's great. Got him. Aw, yay. Aw, yay. That's cute. So, yeah, that made me happy. That was a nice thing That's this great. week. That's great. Sure. Aw, I love it. It's so cute. It is cute. Nice. Um, also, can I take the first hand jump yeah, real quick? go for it. Thought of you the other day. What happened? Because um, I am renting a car this weekend. Yeah. And it's, uh, I have to pick it up in Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, there is, we were, um, there's a whole group of us that work together that, like, watch the show, but, like, a lot of us don't have live TV, so we all watch it at different points throughout the week. Oh, okay. So, in order to, if you have an iOS device, you know this, that there is a feature where you can send a text message in invisible ink, quote-unquote, so it obscures the... Uh, the text of it. I have this, and I have no idea. Yeah, what so you're I'm gonna about. I'm gonna do this now, like demo this for me live on the air. This um, is great because visual gags are really perfect for podcasts. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so right now, what's happening is I pulled up Claire. I'm about to type a message to her. Okay, I'm gonna grab my phone. Claire's about to grab her phone. Yeah, send me a message. Make make my All right. day. I held down that blue send button. And it gives you options, so I'm going to send it in what? invisible ink. <gasps> no. And then I'm going to send it. Oh my god, I can't wait to get this. So it pops up, and it's just kind of like this, like sparkly, like stardust text. Okay, I and got then, Ian's message. <gasps> what? And then when you rub, run your finger over it. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god! It's like a. It's like it's like one of those lottery tickets that you scratch with a penny. Oh, and it disappeared again. Or, and then, and then there's a couple other options. Like, I'm going to send this one. Okay. Like, uh, with the loud option. What? Where it just, like, it kind of just screams at you and then oh chills. Gosh. The letters just, like, exploded on the screen, like, really big and then shrunk down again. And then one more. Oh, my God. I forget what this one is. Ian, um, you literally have opened my mind to so many exciting things see. to use. Oh, this is, oh, this is a fun one. Um... This one kind of like oh my bombards you with it all over your screen. You know what that one and reminds me of? And you can replay them too. Is when you yeah, I, I can press replay. That one reminds me of um, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, when you finish a game of solitaire on the computer. And the yeah. Goes, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what we do, there's like six of us in this group chat, and we all send each other like our reactions in invisible ink. So when I'm late, I just get like 40 text messages in my inbox that's just a wall of like the sparkly stardust text. <laughs> And then as I'm like, and then once I finish the episode, I go through all of it and I look it over because like spoilers and stuff. Um, also because there is so much ridiculous nonsense happening on that show. Right. Like, I don't think this is a spoiler because... Spoilers this, for Riverdale. Not even because this has nothing to do with anything because nothing on that show has anything to do with anything. <laughs> There's Veronica, I think it's either Veronica and Josie or like Veronica and Cheryl Blossom and Josie, some sort of group Cheryl of Cheryl Blossom? Yes. Oh, okay. And so some trio of girls sang the song Out Tonight from Rent at like a county fair. Ooh. And I'm like, "A, what does this have to do with anything? B, why out tonight at a family function?" Oh, I don't even watch the show and I know. Because it's CW. No, because they're piloting a, like a musical episode of Riverdale. They are, but like they were. I heard that that was like two weeks ago. Episode. It would be yes, but it yeah, would be they one were thing. That that, they were saying that that was the test case for the CW to greenlight the musical episode. But then they keep on doing it, and it keeps on not making sense. They keep on saying. Now this might actually be a spoiler for Riverdale. They sang, <laughs> like they sang, um, Bittersweet Symphony at a girls' confirmation. In the church. In the same episode? No, in a different episode. Okay. Yeah, so, like, that kind of stuff. Like, one girl does a striptease out of nowhere. Like, it's all over the place, and we keep on watching it, I mean, and we love it. I mean, did you ever watch Gossip Girl? No. Because shit like that was happening all the fucking time. I, didn't, I never watched Gossip it Girl. It wasn't musical numbers, but it was very, like, esque of that. Yeah. Yeah, where, like... Essentially, hookups would happen that had no provocation. Sure. Yeah. That was the biggest thing where, like, a person would walk into a room and be like, Hi, Chuck. And he'd be like, What are you doing here, Jenny? And she'd be like, Um, I don't know. What are we doing? And it, there would what be the no history between those characters ever. And then they would hook up. Yeah. And in the in the process of that, it caused a bunch of drama. It planted the seed for an episode six years from then. And also, like... Okay. Someone lost their virginity. Like, all at once. And, I, then I, and then I would have been like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? Exactly. It's just the CW. Yeah, so, yeah, that's just the CW now, I and guess. And Freeform is right behind. I, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being said, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is brilliant. I fucking love it. Oh, on the CW. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, thus endeth the, the first, first tangent. tangent. Shall we go to the thing that happened this week? Sure. Here we go. Right. Oh. I thought I don't know why I thought you were about to like high five the table and I was like Ooh. we don't do that. Kaboom! Like we don't do that here. <laughs> All right. All right. You're going first this week. Okay, mine's sad though. So like oh, I don't that's know. That's fine. I'll okay. swing it up at the end. Even better. Okay. So um like just cutting to the chaser, what happened this week for me is I was on the train home from work. And one of my French teachers from middle school messaged me that one of my French teachers from high school had passed away the day before. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and that was a bummer because I only had two French teachers in high school. One was a really sweet woman who I didn't learn a whole lot from, and then one was a little more straightforward, Madame Virali, who I just learned a lot more from. I don't know what it was, but I learned so much from her. And Madame Virali passed away on Sunday. Um... So that was a bummer. Um, of course. And at the same time, like, I am really thankful that I'm in touch with, like, uh, this one te French teacher from mid middle school. She's definitely the one teacher in middle school um, that if I had not had her at the time when I did, like, I don't think I would have ever had given myself the permission to be, like, a weird, artsy kid. Sure. Who wasn't... Who, like, who was just okay with himself. Like, I mean, I, I went through what every other normal teenager going through puberty goes through, but having Madame Donahue there, like, being sort of, like, the eccentric, fun, like, artsy, like, kind of, like, earthy teacher. Sure. Like, that made a huge difference to me, because it she told me that... She was your Professor Trelawney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, that's, like, actually a really good metaphor. Um, And so, like, she, she kind of gave me the permission to be, like... 
just to be kind of like a weirdo and like that's awesome and I'm like super grateful for it. Um and so I'm I'm I guess in a way I'm happy that she was the one who told me about it. Then I get home a couple hours later and this kid from college who I I don't really speak to anymore like not on purpose or anything. Um you just grew apart. Yeah, he lives in another state like we don't really have anything to do with each other anymore. And he tags me in random things like when there was some sort of like change with um like the equity online signups like he posted this whole rant and tagged me in and I'm like dude I'm in equity you're not like that's uncomfortable yeah like you're putting me in an uncomfortable spot because I actually support like something that just happened with a union that I'm in that you're not in yeah um so this so, guy is yeah, just like a little weird socially online yeah like he's okay. very outspoken about stuff that like like not that he's uninformed, but, like, it's not always his place to talk about it. It's just it. a hot take. It's a hot take. That's, like, the great <laughs> way to describe it. Um, but he added me to this group chat. I'm like, now what the fuck do you want? And then I see that one of my professors from college is now, uh, I believe he's in the hospital because he was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer and he is undergoing chemotherapy right now. Oh, my God. So that hit pretty hard because... This teacher, Joe Paperone, one of, like, the original, like, member, founding members of the New Paltz Theater Department, one of the most legit people that has ever walked the halls of SUNY New Paltz, he has done it all, and he was someone that, like, he never really taught classes for the majors, but he knew us all, he sat down with us, got to know us all, and he believed in me throughout all of it, too. So I remember, like, we would, like, I would sit down with him at a table and just be like, hey, what's up, Joe? And he would tell me stories of his days, like, in the business and, like, being on Law and & Order and being John Turturro's teacher, mentor at the time, and all of these just, like, incredible stories. And, like, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is, like, this is really special. Um, and so, like, I don't know how he's doing necessarily. Um, he is up there in age. Um, and, of course, I'd, like, either way, like, I don't want him to suffer. Like, I don't want him not. to be in any pain. Um, but it's, it's, it's sad. It's just a real, it's a real bummer, like, when someone you care about that was really, that really did a lot for you and uh, believed in you and you knew and like who you knew had like had a good sense of character judgment and what it takes to be in this business like the fact that he believed in me meant the world to me and i don't know what's going to happen next i'm hoping i i sent him an email just saying thank you for everything you've done i'm keeping your family in my thoughts and i'm really hoping for you and much love um and so um we'll see where it goes from here and that's what happened this week, and it's it's a bummer. Um, but it's just I'm, like a one-two punch to the gut. Yeah, and um, yeah, just trying to keep keep on trucking along. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that that's really it. Like it's and it's tough to talk about, like on an emotional level, but also like because it's like, what is what is there to say about that kind of stuff? Like it sucks, and then. At some point, it just doesn't suck. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, bud. That fucking sucks. Thank you. Thank you. It's... I mean, sometimes, like... Sometimes I really think the only response is, like, that sucks. Like... True. <laughs> it's true. I want to, um... That just fucking sucks. Uh, there was, like, yes, a loss in my family, but, like, a loss in a family friend's grandmother... Sure. Like he was pretty much my grandma too, but like I didn't really have like the relationship with her like her family did. I remember being at that funeral, and one of the guests came up to my cousin and was just like, "It sucks. There's nothing <laughs> to say except it sucks. Someday yeah, like, it's not going to suck." And I was like, "I don't know you, but I want to get lunch with you." You're in the receiving line, and it's like condolences, condolences. condolences. This it, fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like legit though, and I'm like, this you sucks a dick. Exactly, it's like you, you, you encompass it all for me, girl. So yeah. yeah. So well, I'm that's... really, 
really sorry to hear that. It, the Thank relationship you. with teachers, particularly professors, mm-hmm. is just so intimate and special for such a hype small amount of time that then later, like, I keep in touch with a couple of professors, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like, I I don't think about them day to day because I'm that far removed from right? my collegiate yeah. experience now. And particularly my high school experience. I mean, gosh, it was so long ago. And it's, I think about it a lot, actually, that if I ever accept, like, a big award, Mm -hmm. that, like, my university, like, my alma mater and my teachers are, like, the first to get things. Oh, 100%. I think about that constantly. Same. And honestly, the first person I ever heard do that, I was thinking about doing it way before he did, but I was surprised it took up until this past year's Tony's, Gavin Creel... Thanks oh, yeah? to the University of Michigan. See, I mean, it's like the first amazing. time anyone has ever done that. Yeah, I didn't. I missed that part of the Tonys, but like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, just to like um, hear someone shout out a university was like right? such a relief. Like, yeah, it feels like oh once God, you get yes. to a certain point of fame, you like forget where you came from. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I hope not, but like, and espe- and actually, maybe this is the second tangent, but like shortly after that, I did meet Gavin Creel at work. Oh yeah, and I was just kind of like, "Congrats on the Tony, man!" Like I think, like I've been such a fan of you since the beginning of your career, and like I'm just, I'm like thrilled for you. And he's like, and he was super chill. Like he's actually a really cool guy. Well, and it's probably so, something that like you can't, like you haven't even like, like it won't wash over you that you're like Tony winner Gavin Creel oh, yeah. until like much later, right? You know, yeah. Um, so like, like it, it's really cool to hear that he did that because like he comes from like the the Princeton of theater schools or whatever. I mean, however I you want to so. equate it. I don't know. Um, he comes from a really great theater school, but <laughs> do you like how last week we were like, yeah, Michigan and this week I'm like, I don't know. I'm yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's all like, what does, what matters anyway? If you um, go to like one of these 10 schools, you start getting shady about all the others. Right. Yeah. Like that's how I also feel when people are like, like, when people are like, oh, these kids from Ithaca, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, <laughs> It's funny, though, because it's like... F and, FSU is up and coming, and I'm like, yeah, okay, but, like, be true to your school, just yeah, like you would to your girl or guy. Exactly, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, if you... I mean, I'm, I was always a believer in, like, if you, if you make the decision that's right for you, then, like, that's all you need. Like, yeah. Like, of course, like, I would have loved to have gone to a BFA, and, like, I didn't, and then that ended up being the perfect choice for me, so... Right. Like... It's all, it's all how you do it for your, it's it's right. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I guess thus endeth the The second second tangent. tangent. Um, but yeah, like, love you, Joe Papp. Like, and I hope it's not, I hope I see you soon, no matter what. And what was the name of your high school French teacher? Um, Madame Virali. Madame Virali. Mine was Madame Pluchinsky. Yeah. Pluchinsky. Was it Pluchinsky or Pluchinsky? I think it's Pluchinsky. Nice. Yeah, she Your was turn. Oh. really mean to me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Every oh, time I asked to go to the bathroom, she was like, no. "Where?" Yeah, she was like, "No, ce n'est pas nécessaire." I'm like, "No, it is necessaire." Thank oui, you. Nécessaire. My vagina's bleeding. Cool. Like, <laughs> I did have. I'm sorry if this is already the third tangent, but I did no, have. No, sure, um, let's do it. I did have. Um, I had a substitute professor filling in for another professor in a studio class, and my friend Jenny gets up to go to the bathroom. And this professor goes, well, I guess Stephen just lets anyone he, anyone use the bathroom whenever they want. And Jenny goes, oh, yeah, I'm on my period. So, and he, <laughs> he just cuts her off and goes, yep, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to talk about that. And I was like, you go, girl. I had a, a male teacher, the one I had a huge crush on in high school. His name was Mr. Greentree. And, uh, and one time... I can't remember if it was from experience or if it was just a suggestion, but he was like, ladies, if you need to go to the bathroom, just tell me it's an emergency and I know what that means. We do not need to talk about it. I'm like, no, no, let's talk about it. My uterus is <laughs> shedding a lining of dried blood. <laughs> what What teacher was he? Like, what kind of English. What class? Okay. English. Yeah, actually, Mr. Greentree was like bae because he, like, would burn me CDs and I would, like, stay after class. Is that but, like, okay? I don't know. We were we were friends. All right. And, okay, I, are, you fr- are you Facebook? friends with him now no i follow him on twitter oh and sometimes i'll like stuff that he posts but i don't think that he knows that it's like i I, I, okay i don't know sure i've tried not to be like too showy about it because he like is a married man and i like (laughs) always been into him and like 
Funny. It's trouble. It's <laughs> trouble in the city. <laughs> Dang. Okay, my Your turn. turn. Your turn. Okay, and now that I've put that out in the universe, I think I've talked about him so Ooh. many times on this podcast that if he ever followed my career, he would be so uncomfortable. Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. He was. He was the bomb. He was really great. Great. He got me into a lot of colleges. So Amazing. Yeah, great. Uh, oh yeah, my turn. So yesterday I was walking down West 68th, uh, toward the river and in the middle of kind of that cross section of streets is, um, the AMC Lowe's Lincoln Square, which is like kind of the most famous New York City movie theater besides maybe like the Angelica and the Sunshine. It's like, it's like the most corporate famous one where they have a bunch of like red carpet events, whatever. And so it's kind of, it kind of takes up the whole block. So when you pass, when you're walking this particular length of 68th, there's no way to like get past the front marquee mm-hmm. before you cross the street. And so I see ahead of me, I'm with the seven-year-old I take care of and we're walking hand in hand. And I see ahead of me that there's a camera crew for CBS2 New York. Mm. And now CBS2 is number two in the ratings. And I feel like a lot of times, and this story is just proof of it, they do really crazy stories. (laughs) Just to like (laughs) get it out there because NBC4 is like not holding up their end of the bargain. Just because they're number one in news doesn't mean we can't do something crazy. Every time I pass CBS when I'm flipping channels, it's a crazy story. Yeah. And this is exactly this circumstance. So I'm walking down the street. I see they're up ahead of me. There's nowhere to cross before I get to the front of this movie theater. I'm like, fuck, they're going to talk to me. And this woman, the the news anchor on the street lady, is like, excuse me, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And they didn't ask me if they could film, but the uh-huh. guy is already rolling. Oh my, <laughs> That happened to me once too. It's so irritating. Oh my God, I'm so glad it happened to you. Because yeah, I, go on, go on. So the guy, he's got the camera on his shoulder. It's a female news anchor. She's pretty much the same age as me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, excuse me, can I ask you a question? I go, uh, yeah, I guess. And she goes, <laughs> <laughs> and immediately the seven-year-old I'm taking care of hides behind me. She's Aww. very, sh- she's extremely shy. She doesn't like strangers. She doesn't like attention coming to her. She's afraid of cameras. Good for her. So the acting thing is working out great. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, and I'm very comfortable on camera, but I just like, I don't know what our union rules are about like appearing in certain kinds of film. Like it's just (laughs) risky, whatever. And she kind of cornered me into it. And so the reason she was in front of the AMC, she goes, so we're out here interviewing uh, parents in the neighborhood. She assumed I was a parent. which Off to a great start. Off to a great start. She goes, we're out here interviewing parents in the neighborhood about the new Peter Rabbit movie. Uh, We're here at the movie theater because there is a bit of an uproar, or I guess a big uproar, she said. And I haven't seen this movie, okay? So I'm learning all of this for the first Mm -hmm. time, and I'm just like, why are you talking to me about Peter Rabbit? Apparently there's an uproar across America and the rest of the world that there's a scene in the film where someone reveals that they're allergic to blueberries. So then later in the film, someone purposefully shoots blueberries into their mouth. Okay. So the anchor is like, we're talking to parents today to find out if they believe that this is a message of bullying or not, and what their opinion is on bringing their children to see the film. Now, I'm very flustered because I am in my head being like, is this against union protocol? Like, do I need to tell her that I'm like, that if I appear like, you know, like, just like, what are the rules? And like, also, will I have to email my agent about this? And also like, God, she's asking me a lot of questions. I should pay attention. And then, yeah. so I'm like super confused. I'm like, no, I, I think it's okay to talk to her, but I'm still just like, there's no right answer to this. Like of all the questions you could ask me, there's no right answer. Right. Right. Okay. So my first thing is like, well, when I like in my head, I'm like, when we were kids, the coyote was dropping animals yeah. on the Roadrunner. Like, yeah, like, everything we watched growing fuck? up was violent. Okay, but then I'm like, well, I am a nanny, and I do realize that allergies are real, and food allergies can kill. Yeah. And then I'm also thinking about the whole Robin Williams and Pierce Brosnan, Mrs. Doubtfire, I'm allergic to Peppa 
scene. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. So she's like, she gives me the whole spiel. I like think all of these crazy thoughts for a moment. And then I go, well, okay. So let me understand this. It was like a purposeful attack with blueberries. <laughs> and she goes, and she was like, yes, yes. Yes, it is a it is a a, okay. a, a a deliberate attack on this character. I go, okay, well, uh, it's hard for me to say because I I don't think food allergies are a choke, but I also know that there's violence in all cartoons. But I guess that seems really pointed. And she was like, uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's it just seems pointed. <laughs> and she, oh my god! And she goes, "Okay, great. So, can you say your first and last name into the camera?" I was like, "Ooh!" And the guy, Julia Woman Sale. Yeah. So the guy goes to pan down to the girl that's with me, this seven-year-old kid who has given no consent uh-huh. to being on camera. They assumed I was her parent, so that my interview gives consent. But they didn't ask me. Uh-huh. So he goes to angle down toward her. And I go, yeah, sorry. I don't think I want to be a part of this segment. Good. And she was like, oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And I okay. was like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I, mm-mm. Damn. And then he was like, I panned down to like look at her for a second. But she was hiding behind you. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, yeah, she doesn't want to be a part of this. Yeah. And they were like, okay, but are you going to go see the movie this weekend? And I, like, turned back to this little girl. I go, I don't know, are we? And she goes, I don't know. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, we don't know yet. And they were like, okay, well, anyway, have a good day. I was like, yeah, bye. Anyway, it was so haphazard. I'm wondering who the anchor was. She was, like, 20, late 20s, maybe 30 at the oldest. Blonde. Okay. Uh, very thin, about the same height as me. I remember I got, I was walking in the same area maybe a year or two ago around 4th of July weekend, and it was a similar thing. I kind of just got stopped mm-hmm. on my way to the train and was like... They like don't ask. Yeah, they were like, like, all right, what are you doing this 4th of July? And I'm like, I'm working. And they're like, you work on the 4th of July? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah, in retail. Yeah, have you heard of Fancy Best Buy? I'm because in they need people. yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to, like, get some beers with some friends, I guess. That'll be fun. And then she was like, cool, thanks. And I'm like, didn't sign a release form. Yeah, it's weird. They I didn't don't... sign a release form. Yeah. So I don't know if they ever used it, because I also, I don't have cable. But, like, yeah. it's, it, that, but, like, yeah, it, it might have been the same person. It just made me, I don't know, the longer it went on, the more I was, like, there. She was telling me about this food allergy attack. Uh-huh. And I was like, there is no right answer. No matter no. what I say, this will be a disaster. I could feel yeah. myself putting my foot in my mouth. I was like, well, that seems dangerous. But yeah. also violence in cartoons is normal. But also that seems pointed. I just kept saying the word pointed. Like, right, like that was going to explain it better. Yeah. That's also, like, for the listeners at home, food allergies are not a joke. I take not. them very seriously. But also, like, it's Peter fucking Rabbit. Like, Rose Byrne is the star of this movie? Yeah. Like, it can't be that serious. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a kid's movie. Like, not, like... But also, like, it looks wretched. Like, if Paddington is, like, amazing, this one looks wretched. I did hear Paddington 2 was incredible. I know. I've heard that it's, like, a classic, like... Better than the first classic yeah. forever. Yeah, like how Shrek 2 was. Shrek 2 is better than Shrek. I'm trying to remember which one was Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is the one where the fairy godmother comes and they have the chase scene through her like magic potion okay. factory. I'm trying to... I, I'm, oh, it's so great. Because I remember boots, Shrek... Puss and Boots is introduced. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. I mean, I loved so all great. the Shreks. <laughs> like... I didn't like the third or oh, the I fourth. Oh, I loved the I third. I liked the Christmas one. I don't know if I saw that one. And I liked the Puss in Boots TV show. Oh, no. I like the third one might be my favorite. Oh, of, yeah. Of the franchise. Oh, gosh. That one's hard for me. Uh, I think it was because I saw it with a bunch of, like, theater nerds, and that whole thing is based around, like, Prince Charming put on it, putting on a show. Right. Like, to me, that was just hilarious. Like, He's they have... super gay. It's just, like... <laughs> it's, and, but then, like... Julie Andrews is the queen, and yes. a, um, is it like Rachel Dratch, Tina Fey? Um, 
Are you sure you're not thinking of the second one where they go home to meet Fiona's family? That's the no. second one. No, because this is the this is one where like, yeah, Maya Rudolph is Rapunzel, and spoilers for Shrek three, but like, <laughs> but Maya Rudolph as Rapunzel and Prince Charming are working in like in cahoots to capture Snow White, Cinderella, and um, Sleeping Beauty. And Fiona and the Queen, and they, like, imprison them all, and then Julie Andrews, like, breaks them out by bashing her head against the wall. Oh, my God. And, like, then, like, Amy Poehler as um, Snow White, like, leads an attack. It's so cool. That's so funny to hear that cast, because that was, like, the end of peak, like, mid exactly. SNL. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, it That was, was the epic. I Can See Russia From My House second. Yeah, that was those days. Yeah, that, that was those days. That was those days. Um... So yeah, that's really just, I, I'm just, I was just overwhelmed and oh, and then I was like, oh no, maybe they did use this segment, whatever. So then I went to Twitter and searched a bunch of keywords and Mm -hmm. all I found was like CBS anchors DMing people and like messaging people being like, is that a picture of your kid with an allergy? Can we interview you for a, for a segment on CBS two New York? I was like, you guys are desperate. Yeah. Honey. You thirsty for that content. You thirsty to bring down Peter Rabbit. Yeah. And Is that their idea of investigative journalism? I don't know because because News 4 New York is using their money for the for the Storm Tracker 4. And I think that is far better use of our time. Oh, yeah. I want to know when it's going to rain. I don't give a fuck about Peter Rabbit. No. But I do give a fuck about food allergies. And that's why there was no winning in this Exactly. One. It was horrible. It was awful. Well, damn. It was just wretched. Well, that sounds like a roller coaster. It really was. And, and this little girl, I mean, I just love her to pieces. Yeah. And she was terrified. Oh, that poor thing. Yeah, just like, I don't know. And like, don't assume I'm her mom just because I happen to be yeah, white like, and she's half white. Like, like, fuck you. Yeah, like I could be any white lady. Exactly. What if I kidnapped her? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you had kidnapped her and then like you just run into this film crew. Just strolling down the street. Strolling down the <laughs> Oh, it was horrible. So yeah, it was just, it was just horrible. Damn. Um. Okay, ready for the quiz? Let's do it. Quiz time. All right, uh, Ian Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week? I'm obsessed with The Good Place. Yes! <gasps> Ian, I'm so Oh my god, I binged the whole first season in a day on oh, Sunday. Just wait for season two. I'm midway through it right season now. Season two. I, it's so good. Speaking of Maya Rudolph, season two. I haven't gotten to her yet. Also, um, uh, Jason, what's his name? Jason, Jason Manzoukas. Jason Manzoukas. I just got, I just got to his character arc. Yes. Oh my god, he is so... What's his character's name? Derek. Derek. I was going to say Derek. Kyle. Janet. Janet's like a male counterpart. Yes. Oh my Janet's god. Janet's male creation. So fucking funny. Yeah. Like, so fucking good. I know. And um, Megan Amram is one of the writers. Yes. And she was a Parks and Rec person whose Twitter is the funniest thing. And so is Demia Dejuibe. Oh yeah? A friend of the pod, Kevin T. Porter. They are the Gilmore guys. He's a writer on it? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. That's amazing. He wrote amazing. episode eight of season one. Cool. Yes. I love so it. So that's amazing. Proud yes. of you. Can't wait to hear what you think about everything coming up. Yes. Question number two. Never have I ever. Three fingers. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever... Slammed my fingers or hand in a car door. By Down. Now. Oh, okay. Never have I ever uh, gotten paint on my favorite shoes. Down. Never have I ever listened to all of Spring Awakening. Down. There we go. Got him. That was so easy. The last one might have been targeted, not because I know you like Spring Awakening, but because you're really diligent about listening to new music theater. You're just like I ha- really, I can be, yeah. You're really good about listening to Thank OCRs. You. I can be. OCRs. OCRs, yeah. yeah. Question number three, mm-hmm. what are you watching and listening to? Ooh, um, what else am I watching? Today I watched a bunch of New Girl. Um, it's Jess. And this was funny because this was when uh, she was pregnant, so she had left the show for a minute. Oh, and Megan okay. Fox, like, took her spot, essentially. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything that's going on over there. Um, uh, what else? I feel like I've actually been watching quite a lot lately. Um, oh, I started watching Two Dub Queens, which is excellent. Okay. Um, because Jon Stewart is a guest on the first one. Like, I fucking love Jon Stewart. Like, yeah, he's I wonderful. I fucking love Jon Stewart. Um, I'm listening. Oh, um, I just downloaded Passion Pit's new album. Great. Which is, like, 
It's still very signature them, but it does sound different. Um, I'm More listening. To, yeah. Um, I'm listening to Upstate Rubdown. Shout out to my buddy Dean Mahoney, who's their, uh, who's their cajon player. What is a cajon? You said it's this that last box week? drum oh. that like you sit on and. Oh, okay. Yeah, that oh, like. Oh, that's yeah. called a cajon? Yeah. So when people call their testicles cajones, that's something different, right? The, yes. What is cajones in Spanish? Or is that Hawaiian? What that's... are people saying when they say that? I, I think I know, but I don't want to give the wrong Siri. answer. Ask Siri. I like when Siri answers things. Hey, Siri, what does cojones mean? My web search turns something up for what does cojones mean. How yep. the fuck is she British? Settings. What? Yeah. You can change her? Yeah. Oh. You can also make Siri a dude. Ooh. You can make Siri a British dude. Friend of the show, Chris Barlow, has, like, Australian dude Siri, and it's pretty funny. Ooh, I want Australian dude Siri. Yeah. Um... Wikipedia says, oh, apparently it, it, um, so, like, of course, the first thing is, like, testicles in profane slang, or courage or boldness, as in the expression, ten, ten oh. cojones. Oh, so are people saying, like, it's that your subject. balls, like, you, like, get some balls? Pretty much, like, it's, oh. it's pretty much, like, just, just get some courages? Like, like, yeah, courage, get, like, grow a pair. yeah. We speak French. Nous parlons français. Ouais. So if you guys speak Spanish, can you like email yeah, the show this exactly. thing at gmail.com? <laughs> yeah. Answer this question for us. Yes. Um, and then what am I? Um, I've been, I, I know I'm missing stuff. Podcasts. Podcasts. Pod Save America. Love it or leave it. Um, last podcast on the left because they did a whole thing about the Jonestown cult and it is fascinating. Mm. Um, I don't know why I'm into cults lately. I regret nothing. Um, Is it because Charles Manson died? He did die, but like only that just happened to be around the same time. I would love if the end of the sentence was he did die. He did die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just <laughs> okay. Well, great. A little, yeah, a little bit all over the place. Amazing. Question number four: The last person you texted that wasn't me. Uh, it was my buddy Mike, who I'm staying with in uh, in LA in about six weeks. Hey, Mike. Yeah. You single? He is, I think. I yeah. <laughs> it's too far away. Question number five. <laughs> One person, living or dead, whom you may or may not know that you would like to wish well this week. Um, I know this brings me back to my story, but I'm going to go with Peggy, who is um, Joe Paparon's wife, who was my professor, who was just diagnosed with cancer. Um, she's also just wonderful, and I'm just wishing her the best through this tough time. So, Great. Yeah. Your turn. My turn. What are you obsessed with this week, Claire? I am obsessed with having two apartments at once. Right. I feel very fancy. I'm telling every person I possibly can, including you, dear listeners. And uh, it's really nice when I feel like moving some stuff, I will. And when I don't, I don't. It's great. Amazing. I have two apartments. Did you Isn't hear? Isn't that fun? Yes. Nice. I'm very rich because I have two apartments. Exactly. They're both three bedrooms. <laughs> Just living it up. Living it up. Uh, question number two. Yeah. Oh, God, let me think of some never have I ever's. I thought of some the other Why day. Why are you holding your fingers up? I don't know. Um, <laughs> never have I ever thrown up in a public bathroom. Oh, it's got to be down. I mean, I'm sure sometime. Um, hmm. <laughs> Probably lots of times. I don't know. Never have I ever taken the J or Z trains. Down. Cool. I think I took the Z. F yeah. Yeah. Cool. Never have I ever eaten filet mignon. Down. But we already, didn't we talk, talk about that? You said Dude, brisket, brisket last, last oh, week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All the meats I've eaten. Okay. Like, literally anything you eat. The bison, buffalo, shark, snake, ostrich. I've eaten them all. Kangaroo. No, why would you eat kangaroo? They do that in Australia. I feel like that, it's, oh God, so inhumane. Someone, okay, a friend of mine in college went to Australia and she was like, I can't wait to try a kangaroo burger. And I was like, that's a thing. And she was like, yeah, of course it's a thing. Kangaroo burger. Yeah. Okay, well, mm, when I'm there, I guess. Exactly. When in Australia. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, question number three. Yeah. What are you watching and listening to? So I know that I said I was going to watch that Adam Devine Netflix movie, but mm -hmm. it's on my queue for tonight. Okay. Crashing is back on HBO for a few yeah. weeks, so I'm catching up with uh, Pete Holmes. Have you gotten to the Jamie Lee episodes? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm starting them tonight. Okay. Yes. Wait, Jamie Lee... 
her name like she's a comedian her name is jamie lee like right right wait so then maybe i have because i'm only one week past maybe okay. i just don't know her personally i don't know she's her well she's name. wonderful yeah she, well everyone on that show is just yeah i mean fan fucking tastic um what else what else the bachelor now has like five or six ladies left things are starting to Mm -hmm. dwindle we're headed toward hometown weeks so that's exciting um i also just recently watched uh, again for the 50 millionth time 500 days of summer and i I love love, that movie i love that film i've also i've been revisiting the soundtrack yes it's funny it's like one of those sense memory soundtracks like how garden state was for me Mm -hmm. i just like know the ins and outs of some of these film soundtracks because that's what I used to listen to in the car all the time. Yep. Love them so much. Uh, and what else? What else? What else? Matt Belisai's podcast, The Unhappy Hour, is back. I really love that one. Mm-hmm. Getting reacquainted with Anna Ferris's Unqualified. Hmm. They had Jimmy Kimmel and Molly McNearney on recently. Oh, yeah. And so I'm in the middle of that one right now. Awesome. Shout out to friend of the pod, Jeffrey Masters. I finally got caught up. With some of his new episodes, including when he interviewed Aaron fucking Carter. Uh-huh. Yeah, Aaron's party. Come get it. Amazing. Um, amazing. Aaron Carter is by and discovering himself and discovering a new world. Okay. And a new career. And Jeff, well, damn. Jeff just like navigated that interview like a boss. What career? Uh like a like a, an and like an adult music career. Oh, okay. Yeah, got yeah, it, got yeah. it, got like, it. Like like being away from a child star. Sure. And um I feel like there was one other thing. Oh, uh, just like everything NPR is like really peak right now. Like if you guys need a chance to like jump into public radio, especially the podcasts, like they all have just like incredible content right now. Great. Politics, pop culture, happy hour. It's been a minute. Wait, wait, don't tell me. I mean, they're all just incredible. Amazing. Up first. Yeah. Oh yeah. So check them out. Yeah. Yes. Um, Question number four. Last person you texted, um, aside from me, no peeking. I think it was my new roommates, Brianna and Claire Francis. Mm -hmm. We were talking about, oh yeah, we were talking about how it's coin laundry in our building, which I just, I, I could, I could jump off a cliff over. Do you want, do you want like spare change? Cause like I still, for some reason I still hoard my quarters. If you have quarters, I swear to God, I will, I, yeah, I'll Venmo you for yeah, them. Sure. I just like want them all because I will never make the effort to go to the bank. Yeah. Cause that's like when I've lived in this apartment for like two years and change and like our laundry is card, Yeah, but I still hoard my quarters. Like, like it's your job. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to keep a little mason jar of them or something. That's, that's literally what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that. Fine. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. You got it. Final question. Yeah. Um, one person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you'd like to wish well. Well, you got me thinking about my professors. I would like to wish well the chair of the Department of Performing Arts at Elon University, Frederick J. Rubeck. Hmm. Fred is the best. Every time he's in New York, I want to see him. It just speaks to, it speaks volumes to how much he has changed my life. And made my career. Every time I book a job, he's the first one I call. Amazing. Um, I just love him so much. And I appreciate his support. And he let me build, essentially, a new curriculum that had never been at Elon before. Amazing. And now there are many other acting majors that have followed him at that staff. Wonderful. Because Fred told them it was possible because I did it. you did it. Yes. Nice. So thank you, Fred. Thank you for everything you've ever done for me. I love you so much. Amazing. Mazel of the week, Ian. Ooh. Mm. Federal judges. Okay. Because I think they are one of the few things holding our government accountable for their actions mm-hmm. that can actually do something. Um, I believe it was as of today, which is the 13th of February, that um, a federal judge... Happy in- Galentine's. Happy Galentine's, yo. Um, or Palantines. Um, Stop taking things from ladies. I'm, this that, is our thing. Okay, okay, fine. You can have it. <laughs> um, I got really lit about Galentine's. That's, that's fine. Jesus. Go for it. Um, there was a federal judge in New York today that actually, um, I forget what, what it exactly was, but he was basically saying, like, the end of DACA is, like, unconstitutional. Like, sure. So, like, shout out to those judges who are, like, keeping us on the right path. Sure. 
So, yeah, what about you? What's your mazel of the week? My mazel of the week is for one of the kids I nanny, the younger one. She's seven. She's in the second grade. And today she was the recipient of her class's 100 Days of Kindness Award. Aww. Because she did the most kind acts in her whole in her class. Amazing. Yeah, she's incredible. Congratulations. She's a giver. All right. Big heart. Big heart, bigger brain. Great. Yeah, she's amazing. So, the show, if you want to get in touch with us, thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com, hashtag thisweeksthing, at thisweeksthing is our handle on all social media. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. (laughs) I want to keep doing this just like that. Leave us a review, a comment, a like, or subscribe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, it's hard to to pick a... Tune. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, well, let's, do, we're let's, do it, let's do it as Twinkle Twinkle. Con- if you want to get in touch. I, I can't even I can't even remember the tune. Uh, I was just gonna be like comment, subscribe, leave a rate. Uh, no, that's not good either. It's really hard. We'll, we'll work on it. Ian, if people want to get in touch with you specifically. Ooh. I'm at Ibroski. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, ooh, like, the idea. If you'd like uh, to slide into those DMs, yes. honey. <laughs> I am at Ibroski, I-B-R-O-S-K-I on Twitter and Instagram, and yep. then I'm at Brodsky and on Facebook. What about you, Claire? I'm at Womanship on Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash Julia Claire Manship. Cool. And uh, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. That's it. Rupert would kill us. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He'll randomly listen to this episode of All Things and be like, well, you had me till the end. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah, except Rupert, his voice is so soothing and he says things so cleanly. Yeah. That, I, don't, I don't know. Would he be Would he be offended by this weird voice? <laughs> I don't know. He, this, he would probably laugh it off. This is the voice when I'm reading Harry Potter out loud that I give to Hagrid. Exactly. <laughs> True. This is what I do. That's also exactly how I speak to, like, any dog I'm taking care of. <laughs> they, Latte, come here, go. Come here. Put on Let's your leash. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go for a walk. All right. Well, I'm Claire Manchin. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And that, that was, was the, the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Toodaloo. Of what? <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we the worst? <laughs>